Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Hello. And Brandon Jones. Hello. Ooh. That was a nice twist. Yeah. Uh, I always heard a, a weird high-pitched twist. Uh, uh, hello. The objective this week is submitted to us from Alex McMillan. It is. Here's your objective. Appeal to the millennial audience for a change. <laughs> Daniel Budworth, would you like to take on this objective? No. <laughs> ben Moore, would you like to take on this objective? No. <laughs> Brandon Jones, would you like to take on this objective? As the oldest member of Easy Allies, yes. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think we're all millennials at this table. Even it's just saying like we're I not even know. appealing I'm to our own yeah, audience. I'm, I don't know what I am. Well, uh, same. Jones, yeah, I think me, me and Brandon are both on that weird line. Did you use the internet in high school? Yeah, I missed it. Now the internet was bit. Yeah, I, I remember. Not really? No, no, it was like a college okay. thing. Like friends yeah. had. You missed it, the internet, but yeah. <laughs> so, I'm no, still trying to figure it out. That's the line. That <laughs> that is why they they separated cool. millennials. It's people who cool. grew up with the internet. Neato. All right. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely grew up with like people still like targeting me as Gen X, even though I think Gen X had officially passed. Generation X, next. There's something really funny about the phrase, people targeted me as Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. But you know, like marketing, I'm like right. yeah. school yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck, Jones. Good luck to you for they the They didn't know podcast. about my powers. <laughs> uh, Brandon Jones, if you would, please begin the corrections music. When a person runs a 4.5, that means that that person has run 40 meters in 4.5 seconds. Hmm. Like, I don't... And still, we got that correction many times. Mm-hmm. And I got three said, times on Twitter. They said that's very good. Yeah. I wonder what my number would be. 40 dash, 40 yard sprint. Hmm. Like, honestly, do, am I 10? Double digits, double digits. Yeah, so definitely. it would be like a Find out. Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, how do I find out? How do, I don't even know how to measure 40 yards. <laughs> what? You get a yardstick and you put it out 40. <laughs> so where you gonna, or you go to a football you field. Where do you go to a football field, blood? What do you mean? High school? Any school. Yeah. I can't just go to some kid's high school and just <laughs> run 40 yards. On Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of schools where people just like ru- go around the track like South Pasadena. This sounds like an easy update okay. video. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ninja and Drake have streamed together since that one time. And this is funny. Drake actually donated $5,000 to Ninja for clutching a game after he had died. Nice. Wow. That's, that's, that's like a really nice thing to do as a bizarre. teammate. Wow. Like, Sorry about that. Here's $5,000. <laughs> uh, Halo ODST used Halo 3 M- multiplayer. Uh, Reach had its own multiplayer. And oh. Corrections music. Please. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the news, last week we, we had some juicy Battle Royale rumors, and we have a lot of interesting updates, and so I like to tie in updates with corrections. Um We'll try to blaze through these because none of them are really interesting past their headline. Uh, but VentureBeat reported this week that Battlefield 5 is working on a Battle Royale prototype. So no promise of a Battle Royale in Battlefield 5, but they're doing their fiduciary duty. They're at least trying. Uh, yeah, I mean, Battlefield is like the easiest one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all you have to do is just like put the, the game conditions in there and like have a circle contract and like you've got it. Yeah, I mean, I just like they struggle to get the 32 players in, right? So I just feel like struggled. What yeah. do you mean? They they advertise like we're get, we have 32 people playing this all at the same time, uh-huh. and so for that that implies to me that that's their max, that they re- they really wanted more than that, but they could only get to 32. I don't know. I don't know. I think they can do it. 
Okay. I mean, they're prototype. They're trying. They're yeah. trying their darndest. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think it'll have to take a hit somewhere, Blood. I don't think the map can look as good as it does uh, if there are 100 people on it. Uh, no Levolution, certainly. Uh, Switch might just get the Battle Royale mode of Black Ops 4, uh, Gaming Intel reported. So basically, uh, there were other rumors, I couldn't find the source of this one, that the Battle Royale of Call of Duty will span multiple games. So basically, that's that is continuing throughout multiple games. You get access to the battle royale mode of Call of Duty, but that this year all you would see on Switch is just the battle royale mode mode of Black Ops Four uh, is what that was reported as. Um, obviously, we don't know if that's true, but very funny if true. That poor Switch selling so much, but still so neglected. Uh, hmm. This was interesting. Oh, Charlie Intel had a, had a report about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4's multiplayer that they tried Overwatch, that they tried to make it more like Overwatch, and that in testing, people hated it. Uh, let me use their words. <laughs> uh, we have also heard that Treyarch had been uh, backpedaling many of the Overwatch-like elements that were in development for Black Ops 4 after playtesting did not go as expected. Uh, I love that. I love this idea. Like we're trying Overwatch and people are playing it and they're like, no, no. <laughs> and so apparently the rumor is they're going to make it more like Black Ops 3. That multiplayer at least. What was interesting was Black Ops 3 was, did kind of smell like Overwatch right? a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I remember noticing that, that uh, it um, uh, was great, and but it definitely had a character flair. Yeah. So. And what was mentioned in the article is basically uh, like a, uh, they're called ults, right? In Overwatch, that kind of thing. Like instead of like these, your kill streak bonuses are more just like your character has a, a new, new unique ability as that kind of thing, as opposed to like calling it an airstrike. Mm. I wonder how close to Overwatch it was. Me too. Like, because <laughs> hmm. yeah, and I bet it sounds like that was like an executive motivated decision, right? Hey, this is working for these guys. Why yeah. don't you just do? Why don't you just do that? That Activision umbrella. Yep. Uh. Yeah, and that's it. Those are those are our Battle Royale rumor updates, Call of Duty, <laughs> Battlefield. It's just nice to get those all knocked out at the beginning of the yeah. podcast. It's funny. It's fun to get those rumors. I enjoy that. Um, but, I mean, we don't know if any of them are true. I don't want to dig in too deep to those, but we'll find out soon for Call of Duty. I got to know how you advertise these things. If you're, you know, it's like everyone's hearing rumors about these things. N- none of these Battle Royale announcements are going to surprise anybody at E3. Yeah, yeah. A-, a lot of people are posting just hilarious images on social media, like Donkey Kong Battle Royale, Pokemon yeah. Battle Royale. But how do you advertise it? There's just. I don't think there's a correct way. I mean, it's, it's like, do you, you know, the, the most incorrect way is to pretend like no one else is doing this. It's just yes. us. Yeah. Um, I th- think the safest way is to kind of be jokey about it, but then that's not that. I don't see that working for a Battlefield I, or a Call of Duty. I think the best place to be is like the fifth guy to do it. You know? Explain why. Explain the last because, press conference. Because like the first, the first couple of guys to do it are like, oh, they're just copying Battle Royale. But by the time you get to the fifth guy, it's like, well, you know, it's like it's just what everyone's doing now. <laughs> like it's not as offensive because this is just it. This this is like the new genre we have. Yeah. Right. Like eventually, when people just were introducing their horde modes, it's like they just called it a horde mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do because Jones. I feel like even like three months ago, if Call of Duty had a battle royale mode, they could stand up on that stage and say, "And we have a battle royale mode," and get applause. Right. But three months is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it is right. Yeah. Like I just don't. Oh man. Like if it's gonna... not playable, I wonder if you like don't show it. Like just tease it. You know, like have the mystery. Like I wonder what a Call of Duty battle royale would look like, mm-hmm. and then. 
you don't, and then you just shadow drop like a beta or something, and so people can just jump in and play it. So you cover the uh, the kind of tiredness or the everyone's just kind of boring expectations of like, yeah, of course you're doing that with, hey, it's actually pretty fun. It's just, but just a trailer, like Jones. If there's no campaign, though, they're gonna have to stress it so hard. Yeah. As the, here's what's different about Black Ops. Because even 4. though it's battle royale, if they're showing footage of a Cotter battlefield, it's just gonna be dudes in first person running around shooting right. each other. Like, that's, what's gonna look like battle exactly. royale about that's, it? That's well, what I'd be terrified of. Battlefield has done a really good job in the past of like really following players and like here's this conflict, yes, here's that conflict. Yeah. Like you you tell a story in those trailers. Yeah. So I think that worked work really well for them. Target to victim to target to victim yeah. to target. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see the final one on one at the end. It, it could be interesting. Yeah. But. uh you're, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather be Call of Duty with my my big event in May than anybody at E3 trying to announce a battle royale game. Uh, which is a great transition into our uh, first story of the week. We have a game announcement. Housemark, who recently, well, that's months ago, um, maybe it was actually 2017. They announced yeah, yeah, it was that, in the fall. Yeah, we're not going to make arcade type games anymore. <clears throat> Next Machina had really good reviews and didn't sell well. We did everything we could. Obviously, there's no other way we could have made any better game than this, so we just have to abandon the genre completely. And so now we have a hint of what that means, of what they've moved on to. Uh, It is a game called Storm Divers. We watched the trailer. Yeah. Jones, let's t- talk, tell me about the trailer. Tell me about the reveal of Storm Divers. Oh, I can give you a really thorough explanation Please. of this trailer. Yes. You're in a forest, okay. and there's a ghost on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. Does, uh, maybe kind of cool? an ab- abandoned base or something. Kind of got the vibe that like maybe there were soldiers here before. There's some equipment kind of lying around. Mm-hmm, Not a lot of damage ladders. though. There weren't yeah. like scratch marks on it or nothing had been like destroyed. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like litter. Yeah. You know, in in a dense forest. And then some like portal opens up, and then title, and then a little tease of kind of like. Kind of like if you had a character model that was on fire running, you just take the character model out and you just keep the fire. <laughs> yes. Like yeah, yeah, just the particles. Yeah. 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 So we know very little of this game. Let me tell you, let me use their words before okay. we move on. Uh, it will be a high-flying and heavy-hitting multiplayer-centric experience. It will be the first title that we treat as an ongoing service. This also means that there are ways to get to play it earlier, and we'd love to develop it further <laughs> with a feedback loop in mind. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's pretty much pretty clear that it's a battle royale, right? Yeah, I can go a little bit further, because yeah. uh, Eurogamer talked to uh, Housemark's head of publishing, uh, Mikkel Havery, who said, uh, this is Eurogamer's article, I'll just quote them, uh, you can compare it to a lot of multiplayer experiences you have now, Havery told me, which I remarked sounded like Housemark was doing a Fortnite game, a Battle Royale game. That's a very good assumption, he replied. <laughs> so, yeah, so to me... <laughs> He's waiting for them to say it. Yeah, like, exactly. You said Battle yeah, Royale, said, I, didn't I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> they've, they've, just like, they've just like named their game after the game mechanics. It's like... You have a storm. Mm-hmm. That's your circle that's contracting, and you have people diving into the storm. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. That's it. How did I not no. see that? <laughs> yeah. Storm divers. No, yeah, yeah. Fortnite it, battle royale could be called storm divers. It could. Yeah. So, so it just like it makes me wonder if like it's if like it's a literal hurricane with like the eye of the storm going across the map, and you just like dive right into it and then follow it across the map. Yeah. Uh, here's the one thing I would say. 
working for it is that apparently this game's been two years in development mm-hmm. so it's not like they just started it after oh. they announced arcade is dead it's like cool. it's been in development for two years so i think it was something before battle royale certainly which didn't wasn't prominent two years ago um but it ben do you assume this is just going to be a battle royale game yeah at this point i mean based on what you just read it how could you assume anything else yeah i feel like this trailer and this announcement though kind of has the same problem that next machina had for me where i think like next machina is a really cool game but i didn't think it was a really cool game until i got my hands on it yes um it just was a game that outwardly visually didn't hook me right away or was like oh how smart okay i want to get to this but i kind of put it on the back burner i didn't feel that immediacy mm-hmm. just based on how it looked and after watching that trailer i kind of feel the same way where it's right. like okay i trust house mark but this isn't grabbing me at all like they they seem like kind of a a studio where you really need to play it to understand it and i feel like maybe that that's something they could improve on yeah maybe look more distinct out the gate because i do feel like when you look across all of their titles and stuff like yeah it's, it's exactly that like you have no idea like what makes this game special just by watching a trailer like i think the only game that grabbed me by looking at it was resogun everything else is like heck oh. yeah yeah. Yeah, but, but I totally hear you, Blood. Everything else was like, okay, here's some shapes and some 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 particle effects, okay, and then here's a like guy running around like twin stick shooter, like uh, that looks like a million other games. Like, you have to play it to know that it's actually better than everything else that looks like it. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of their games are chaotic, mm-hmm. just ab- just yeah. so much stuff happening. Very easy to lose your character in all of the madness, and to see one character model with no enemies in a reveal trailer is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, may, I, to me, the trailer kind of implies here's what's here, it's a different house market game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of I think you kind of need the context of the studio to be interested in this trailer at all. If you don't know who they are, this is a very boring trailer. It it is shots of a misty woods that is uninteresting. In, in was well, it high flying? It's like make them go on a jump pad or something. I don't, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, that would be kind of fun. Two things that, that do interest me in this, uh, to, to give them the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. is high flying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, there is a lot of uh, manual operation of pads in Fortnite that enable you to boost up, to boost over. Um, but it is something that you have to build in place, where it would be fun if you if your character had innate abilities. That uh, I remember they added rocket pads, and I don't know if that how that worked actually for battle rail in Fortnite. a lot of people were terrified i think there's some pads jump pads that are just naturally in the in the map as well but i think i remember they they in one of the notices on Fortnite, they said rocket pad rocket boosts oh, coming sure. soon everyone was like oh uh, but i think that would be an, an interesting addition to the to the genre something more like uh tribes you know like a tribes battle rail game i think would be fun yeah well, um that's cool, and John. uh the weather i think one thing that I'm, I'm i'm surprised a lot of people haven't added to battle royale that uh i think we're gonna get to at some point is something that's not a player just something give me animals or or, or if, if like you were like Levolution to bring Battlefield into this, if yeah. the level itself killed me, you know, if some kind of hazard presented itself that I was not expecting, I think, I think that would be hilarious. I think if you were just in some standoff with one other player and just a house fell on them, I think that would be uh, clip worthy. I think I that would be so a memorable mad, moment. I got this deep and a house kills me. Well, a car could easily drive by the road and run you over. You know, it's like there's it's, sure. it's easy to get killed by something you just don't see coming yep. in Battle Royale uh, more in PUBG, I think, than Fortnite. And so um uh, or a grenade that was just I didn't even I didn't even mean to kill that guy I just threw a grenade over that hill right um, so I think that would be fascinating and it doesn't look super graphic intensive so I think they're smart in maybe making it more maybe elemental based you yeah. know having these uh, characters that, that that don't have a ton of definition to them but enough that you can identify targets and Unreal Four heavily emphasized and as part of the trailer uh, yeah 
Uh, we talked a lot about Battle Royale already in this podcast. I'm just wondering, at E3, before E3, after like the rest of this year, is this going to continue? Did, I mean, I think we all presumed Call of Duty and Battlefield would try it, right? Mm-hmm. Is anyone else going to be obligated to try it besides them? Uh, oh, and we know uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's rumored that Red Dead Redemption 2 sure. will even have its own Battle Royale mode. Uh, I think Halo is almost guaranteed to do it. Do you think Halo's coming out this year? I don't know for sure if it's coming out this year. But yeah. But right. I think that we will see something most likely this year. And they'll show like, hey, we And they will show yeah. about Oral, yeah. It's a good, yeah. Actually, you know what? But I think there's a fair chance that it could come out this year. Will Ubisoft have one? Hmm. What about Last of Us? Not a 100. Not a 100. Yes. What if just like a nice intimate 20? Yeah. Maybe. In a Last of Us setting. Yeah. In a very like more smaller environment potentially. Maybe with resources involved. Last of Us is one I don't see going that way. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I mean Last of Us I think had a mode where it's like one one death you're out. Mm -hmm. But it's like team based. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of it'd work really well if it's every every man for himself. Like that kind of survival thing. That'd be cool Jones. It already kind of feels like everybody is announcing a Battle Royale game, so yeah. I feel like I have no reason to doubt that more will be coming. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. I'd, the only question is predicting how long this will last. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mario Kart 8 DLC. Let's do it. Yeah, I wonder if when we see Skull and Bones <laughs> return, like, that'll be... Is that the name of it? Skull and yeah, Bones, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if that'll be more, like, uh, Battle Royale-oriented. I don't know. I don't, I don't it, know that that works. Like, just, it's, it's, been it's so while, super you know? specific. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can think, they were at E3, but were they... They might have been at Gamescom. But as, then that was it. Yeah. They haven't seen them since summer. They haven't really been updating us on that game. Yeah. Oh, uh, Splinter Cell. If Splinter Cell makes a comeback at E3 this year. Or just in general. Can you imagine... Splinter like Cell's a, always had really, really, really interesting, crazy Royale. multiplayer. Yeah. So, I mean, PUBG already has a, a lot of stealth... Sure. Mechanics. But like nobody's in fence. Sure. Like it could be a battle royale. And just like, office. well, there's nothing at night. Yeah. There's nothing like you can't see without like alt vision and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ima- yeah. Imagine how clutch it would be to just find night vision goggles. And uh, in in most of the battle royales, you're all you're, obviously you're, you're the weapons that you pick up are different and the skins are different, but you're all soldiers. Uh, where it'd be interesting if just inherently you had to or or randomly selected like as a soldier or a spy. So like. Um, if it was, if you, if I was a soldier, I got a lot more firepower. It's just harder to see these damn spies, you know, and vice versa, you know, I, I just can imagining, do less damage, but I can like just cloak almost. And, I'm imagining systems were like most of the time, like those, yeah, night vision goggles are super rare. And so like, you're having to choose whether to turn a flashlight on or not. And then I can also imagine like people like pumping their monitor brightness to the max, <laughs> kind of like how they do the low level settings on yeah. PUBG. Yeah, it's like I can see dudes without turning on a flashlight. Yeah, man, I think this is why battle royale is in such a good position. Is right. because uh, it's exciting. It's exciting, and the format is so loose mm-hmm. that you can pretty much do whatever you want with it, and it could interest people. It could get a whole new audience that wasn't there before. Because you think about like the MOBA craze, and even the MOBA format is, I think, a lot stricter, and you need more elements than you do in a Battle Royale. Yes. Where you have this very, very, very loose framework, and you think about something like Splinter Cell, and it's like, well, we can change everything. We can change the speed of the game. We can change what you can access. We can change the types of weapons that you have. And suddenly, it's 
it's a totally different thing that I think could be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's not just like, okay, here is Fortnite, here is PUBG exactly. It's like, there, there are ideas here, but it's its own completely different thing. I think that's cool. Uh, last week, I, I mentioned that there's just no way to make a PlayStation All-Stars game. But then when I was driving, I imagined it as a Battle Royale game where there's a hundred characters and you just randomly get your your one. There's no dupes, so there's a hundred <laughs> Sony PlayStation characters in this game, and you just like you just roll a parappa, and it is a third person shooter game. And so I just like I think like just as you said, Ben, it's just fun to imagine. There's still some excitement about right. like oh, it'd be fun to like do these things with these things. Like, right. Yeah. Whereas, got, go ahead, Jones. I got one more thing. Yeah. Uh, what's fascinating is that Fortnite and Radical Heights are free. So it's gonna be interesting. All these big boys rolling yeah. into town and being like yeah. sixty bucks, and I'm, I'm very curious. A lot of players are like, "No, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why? When Fortnite is so much fun and so free, am well, I gonna give you money to play in my opinion, and I think Stormdivers kind of implied they'll be cheap as well. Hmm. Not just that. I think the thing that Epic has done that is so smart is they've kind of insured themselves with the amount of updates that they're having. I was watching Ninja, and I, I kind of agreed with him. He was like, maybe they're changing things like even too fast. Like there's Every time I check in on Fortnite, there's some new thing. Mm-hmm. They get something out. There's some crazy event that might be happening. Like There's always this aura of buzz around it. And if you get these big studios in here like, hey, pay money for this thing that will update once in a while or the rate that we normally update games, like it's not going to cut it. Like Fortnite just has more going on at all times. So. so, so I'd get a kick even if some new players into the battle royale genre uh, upset some of the the big publishers because they're like, what? what? How is this popular? There's, you don't have to pay for anything. It's like, well, that's the the cost they're the sacrifice they're willing to make because they want to get their name out there. Yeah. But you know, Activision and uh, EA and like they can't afford to do that. And so, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out sales wise. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be I think a reoccurring thing we talk about at E3 this year. And you're right, well into the fall. Uh, we have a re- this this headline kind of blew me away in a way. Okay. We have an acquisition this this week. Valve. Oh yeah. Acquired Campo Santo, who has uh, developed one game, uh, Firewatch, and is developing what's it called in the Valley of the Gods, which, which was uh, not supposed to be out until at least 2019, right or 2020? Right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's far out. And they've heavily implied that game is far out. And that premiered at the Game Awards, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is a crazy interesting announcement. Yeah, let's get into it, Ben. Why? So, compare this to the conversation that we just had about Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. where it's so painfully obvious. We're like, yep, they're going to go after it. They're going to go after it exactly this way. You can see the people on stage pitching to you their new Battle Royale game. A lot of people chase so many obvious things, but you think about Portal, which felt like it came from nowhere because Valve had the foresight to chase something different. You think about Left 4 Dead, which felt like it came out of nowhere because Valve poached the right talent to make it a big thing. They took over Dota because they knew that that was going to be a smart move. Like, they have consistently made plays that in the moment might not feel like a big deal, but they have an eye for something. They're pushing in a new direction. And I don't know exactly what this is going to be, yeah. but it sort of feels like that. I, no one could have predicted this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was funny. Uh, there was a quote, Gabe Newell, a couple of weeks ago, saying uh, Valve is going to be publishing games again or something like that. And I didn't put it in the podcast. I was like, hey, talk about this. It's like, it's just a quote. I have no right. idea what that means. <laughs> it can mean anything. I think I kind of implied this. It's just like, hey, if we can't like make games, let's like pick up some people who are making games that look really cool and we believe in them. Right. Um, 
one thing I think is really interesting that I want to talk about. Well, let's talk about Camposanto a little more. Uh, Jones, you played Firewatch, right? Can I get emotional? A little get bit? emotional. Yeah. Firewatch is the last GT review. Yes. The last game reviewed oh, by wow. Game Trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote in my script, not knowing I would not have the same job weeks later. Uh, that I said I, I had so much fun I didn't want to leave. That was the, my my oh, last man. thing I ever said in a Game Trailers review. Oh wow! That was the GameTrailers.com when we were not employed. Just sat there with the Firewatch review on the front yes. of it for a long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I love this game. It was one of the last guests that we had um, on uh, um, GT Live, and so and I loved this game, and I thought the game was really fascinating. And I think what is really intriguing me about the next game, the the uh, Egyptian premise is fascinating. The the world looks great. Um, just the sunlight, and just I'm sure there's gonna be lots of dramatic shadows and um, there were not a ton of different crazy colors in Firewatch, but they used orange and brown and green very effectively. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with just depth. Like, there's a couple... You you are a Firewatch. You're in a fire tower observing a fire that is gradually progressing throughout the game, and, and so uh, they did a good job of adding scale to that, kind of viewing that from a distance. But the thing that made Firewatch, if it was just you going through this environment, it would be an interesting game, a pretty game, a game I would appreciate because I'm an Eagle Scout. I grew up like in California, so I've like been to Joshua Tree and been camping a lot. So like I love the outdoors, but it was this connection that you had with this other character and her being with you the entire time and feeling this connection to her. But at the same time, she's distant from you because you're not together. She's just on a radio. And so I thought it was very interesting seeing their name and then seeing the gameplay of this game and being like, this is another adventure game where you are, or a game where you were going on an adventure. You are exploring uh, these strange environments you're not familiar with. And you are with someone, but they're right there. And you can look at them and they're talking to you in this environment. And I thought that was a very bold choice for this developer to be like, we're doing another story that's similar to this, but this character is going to be physically there in this world. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about... Uh, um, you know, how they modeled that character, her hair. I remember, like, a lot of people were talking about. Yeah, it's like a and whole so blog post about it, yeah. I'm really curious that, that Valve got a little taste of this, and they're like, we think this this could be something really yeah. extraordinary because Valve has made some games, you know, uh, uh, not to bring up Half-Life, but Half-Life 2 was one of the first real eye-opening experiences I played where I really felt like I was going through a narrative with other people, that I would look into the eyes of another player and really feel that they were observing me in that world. And treating me like I was another character. Yeah, it's worth mentioning uh, with this acquisition, that game is still going to be published uh, by Valve, but like they're just going to develop it. Kamosano is going to keep making it in the Valley of the Gods. Uh, it's not going to change. They said like very little of what we do is going to change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not like Valve is buying them and it's like make games for right. us. Yeah, exactly, Jones. It's like oh, they, they Portal as well. You know, it's like having Glados in your head the whole time, and yeah. how much that added to this game that would have been really creative and fun. But then just had this dynamite story yeah. that you were not expecting. Yeah, I should mention that Campo Santo is people who came from Telltale. Like, it's not the first game those people made, but that's the first game that studio sure, developed. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things I was thinking is it's just a matter of uh, potentially just se- securing that funding and, and shoring that up and making sure, like, this game actually happens. Because, you know, when they said that release date is so far off, it's like, like how are you doing that? Like how are you gonna like wait that long to release your game? Sure. You know, so and and Firewatch, you know, it ha- it has done all right with sales. It has gotten a lot of critical acclaim. I'm sure it was profitable, but I don't know that it's done enough to like float them through a whole other game. So I think that 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 hopefully, you know, uh, that was uh, Valve just looking and saying like, look, this really looks like it needs to happen. We want to make sure that you do it to like everything you want to do with it. Sure. Uh, so I went, of course, to Wikipedia, where I do my research, uh, to look at Valve's prior acquisitions. Okay. 
We got three, including this Camposanto one, so that's one. Uh, going back to January of 2008, you might be able to guess this one, Turtle Rock. Yep. Was working on Left 4 Dead, and they said, hey, we'll acquire you. Why don't you make Left 4 Dead for us? And they said, okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, what happened was, yes, uh, Turtle Rock finished Left 4 Dead, did not have a healthy relationship with Valve. Uh, they were working far away, and they talked about the distance. They talked about the communication being very bad. Uh, uh, just not a good relationship, but it, it ended well. So they published it. They, they shipped uh, Left 4 Dead, and then they parted ways after that. So they made one game with Valve. Valve made Left 4 Dead 2 on their own without Turtle Rock. Uh, and then, yeah, Turtle Rock went on to make Evolve. Uh, so that was that. That was that one acquisition was just like, hey, picked you up, and dropped you. Uh, the next one, I don't think anyone will ever guess this, happened in 2012. Uh, Starfield Studios was the name of this acquisition, uh, which was a two-person studio, Todd Semple and Jeff Gates, who worked at Blizzard and PopCap on Plants vs. Zombies and Diablo 3. So they were like hot guys, hot developers, right? Um, got a lot of buzz. And so what was weird is those guys said, hey, we got acquired. Valve said, no, we just hired those two guys. We didn't necessarily acquire their business. And then, weird. yeah, and then that relationship ended in 2013. There's like, okay, we're on our own again. And then I, I tried to find any game by Starfield Studios afterward, nothing. I don't, hmm. I don't even know what Starfield Studios did. It was just, at one point, a studio with two guys in it, and now it's, I don't know, zero tweets from the Twitter account. So it's like, I don't know what I don't know why Valve did that. I don't know why they, they hired those two men or acquired them. They thought they were acquired. Uh, and then again, just dropped a year later. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is like some sort of video game underworld. Where, where Game <laughs> Newell is having these cloak and dagger like encounters with these people that we never hear from again. Yeah, it makes me nervous for Camposanto. It'll be like, okay, we'll play. Oh, well, yeah, game my brain's all over the yeah. place because in one in one sense, you're like, well, they already announced the game and it got really good buzz and it, it like seems like a logical follow up to Firewatch. It seems very yeah. in that vein. It seems like something certainly that if you liked Firewatch, you're like, oh, in Valley of the Gods, this looks fan- fantastic. Especially with the photography element, you know, that like you're kind of charting your progress through Firewatch, but in this, you're like taking in Firewatch, just like oh, I'm up in a mountain going on trails. We're in this, like, no, you're going through these huge temples, and so who knows what we're going to discover down there and it's like no they, they, they gotta be making this game they gotta be coming on we like this game we want to help you make this game yeah but of course valve could just can it at the same time you know like, like of the, course we can but that's that actually kind them. of the interesting thing <laughs> is they've with, been good guys the whole time right yeah, yeah. With, with like turtle rock they didn't just like close the studio down it's like, yeah, hey, yeah just, just go on your own again exactly so, yeah so I, I don't i don't i absolutely think that in the valley of the gods will happen i just wonder how healthy this relationship will be based off the past uh i hope it's going to go great. I hope Valve is like, hey, we should make cool indie games. Right. Let's let's be good guys again. You know, we don't have to do just CSGO and just Dota 2. We can do other things because we're f- filthy rich. And we can, as Bloodworth said, just make sure really cool games do happen. So that's what I hope that happens. Yeah. There. That's the world I would like to live in. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid corrections, is yes. it Valley of the Gods or just Valley of Gods? Of the gods. Okay. In the valley of the gods. Got it. In the valley of the gods. Uh, right. Did you hear that? Huh? Sounds like a, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a podcast. <laughs> Almost cut you off there. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of April. L. Fanis. Ikeelis. Ikeelis.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. 
Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Simon Anderson. Bites and Brews. A controller in one hand and a cold one in the other, Tony and Rob are buzzed and ready to bring you snob-free craft beer reviews while stumbling their way through the latest releases the gaming industry has to offer. You can check out their slightly incoherent content live on Twitch or at your leisure on YouTube. They're social drinkers, so don't hesitate to reach out through Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Just search for B-Y-T-E-S-N-B-R-E-W-S. And remember, it's B-Y-O-B. Cheers. Video Game Abominations What if there was a book filled with all your favorite video game characters, but then someone decided to take the piss out of them? Well, there is, and this is it. Video Game Abominations takes all the characters you know and then lovingly mocks them. This book is written and illustrated by gamers for gamers. The book will be on sale for only one month, exclusively on Kickstarter. Once it's gone, it's gone. You'll never be able to buy another copy, so support them between April 11th and May 11th and help them decide what characters should be in the book. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the allies. Follow him on Twitter at H-O-E-G Law. Mango. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, one quote that I had pulled that I, I just think is so funny from Todd Semple, who is, you know, half of Starfield Studios. Mm. It turned out that there weren't many benefits for either side in that arrangement. That was it. <laughs> one year later. So it's like, like, it just... Okay. I just... Oh, I wonder why Valve bought them. I wonder what they thought they were getting in. Oh, makes no sense. Okay. Because how do you know if you're Valve? How do you really know until you get into business with these people? Yeah. What they're capable of. Do you get that first update, you know, four or five months down the road? Okay, we'll see your progress. And then, mm-hmm. uh-oh. What or is Valve? Great. You know, yeah. What is <laughs> yeah. Valve? Yeah, good question. What is Valve? <laughs> Not a lot of benefits in this relationship. Uh, one thing we love to talk about on this podcast are NPDs, which is yeah. sales data, monthly sales data for the United States. Uh, we got them just today. Rolled in. Hot. Yes. We have the top 20 games of March by revenue. Jones, what's number one? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm mm-hmm. so bad at this. Okay. I really have no idea. What if I told you it's a game you enjoyed? I enjoyed the yes. past tense? No, enjoy. Fortnite? No. no. Uh, Fortnite not listed. Because, yeah, weird. Yeah, there's no physical. We'll, That's we'll true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it's a game that uh, you wear oh, like a wingsuit. Uh, oh, Far Cry. Yeah, oh, yeah that's Cry right. Five. Oh, I knew that. I you knew that. Know that. I did. I did. I did. You knew this. I'm dude. sorry. I was hurt. Oh. Not only was it number one of the month, it's number one of the year. Yeah, it, it that's right. Oh, I did see that. Else. Yeah, just number one best-selling game of the year, yeah. just with what it. Yeah, Ubisoft has just been killing it. All they stale. they are yes. kicking some serious ass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're wagging their finger at Vivendi like, you're never going to have this. <laughs> just, I never going to get it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> never going to get it. Uh, yeah, Far Cry 5 sold very well in the U.S., uh, presumably worldwide. Yeah, it's just uh, another huge success. That it's winning a good streak. game. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's just a good, complete game. It's the kind of right. game my cousin will tweet me about. Yeah, text me about. Sorry. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, I'm playing Far Cry 5, dude. I love it. Are you playing this? I'm like, nah, but like, keep. I'm happy you're playing this. 
That's it. All right. That's it. Wolverines. And there's Wolverines. Bears. Uh, do we have a guess for number two? I know this too, but it's... You do know this. It's another big release. A big exclusive launch, Jones. Big exclusive. Why are you picking on me? From March. It's fun. It's fun. Ben already knows it. He's smiling at me. He already I, knows this. Well, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not 100% confident, but I have a guess. Go for it. Big exclusive. No. Huge exclusive. Multiple E3s. It's like, you wait till you see. The Sea of Thieves? Yes. That's sea right, of Thieves, right. number two. Wow. Big I was talking launch. about this earlier. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best rare launch since 1995, which is apparently when uh, NPDs started tracking video game sales wow. numbers. Uh, and I think important to note that that does not include the Xbox Game Pass. So, yeah, that would be weird to include, yeah. Because of revenue, it would be hard to divide it and determine how much of that is... is uh, should be attributed to Sea of Thieves. So yeah, number two, right there, boom, massive success. Boom. Best news since launch with this game, probably. Sorry, I uh, just didn't review, you know, oh, I get terribly well, yeah. and yeah, yeah. hasn't really had a lot. They they did have a um an announcement. Uh, they did post something on their website that's like, here's kind of what we have in mind for the future. More mm-hmm. updates coming Roadmap. soon. Yeah, but just nothing tangible since launch. You're right, and, Jones. Uh, the, the headline a- afterward was like, here's what, here's the final thing in the game. You know, it was that sort of pessimism, the cynicism, I guess, the headlines afterward. What's funny is it's not, it's just a game that's just not a lot going on there. But it's not like broken, you know, it didn't have like a (laughs) lot of like technical problems. I think that's because they were focused on that a lot. I think that's a lot of what those alphas and betas were for. The opening day, I think the opening day they had some struggles. But since it wasn't something, it's like, oh, it's plagued, you know, this game. Right. And I think it's, it's, see if this is interesting because it's like a good or bad game depending on who you ask and at a certain time. (laughs) You know, I, I think in different contexts, there's either nothing wrong with the game or plenty wrong with the game. Yeah. So it's just nice to hear really good news like that. Do you think we'll see it in top 10 next month? No. No. Ooh, top 10? Uh, I mean, April's kind of slow. April's very slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised. Yeah? I think I don't know. I trust those millennials. I think they'll pick it up. Okay, Jones. Uh, number three. I don't know if anyone will guess this. MLB The Show 18. Nope. nope. Still sells wow. that game. Not wow. on my radar. Uh, best debut in the history of that game. It's just getting better and better for MLB <laughs> wow. The Show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I felt like there was less actually talked about with that game this year. Yeah, it's just not for us. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm sure on some baseball blog, they've been going nuts on it. Yep. You know, it's just... There's a party and we're not at it. Yes. Yeah. And I just it's cool. It's so weird. If you're not familiar, this game is a Sony exclusive baseball game. Uh, there are other baseball games now, like mm-hmm. the RBI game. Um, but basically, it, it's the base. If you care about baseball, like it's the baseball game to get. It's so interesting to me. That's a Sony exclusive. What a great position to be in. Uh, Sony San Diego. Is that still her name? Uh, I think so. Yeah. What do you mean? A good position to be in. If you care about baseball and you play video games, be here. Oh, yeah. That, like, right. what, what better position could you possibly be in? Right, yeah. Imagine imagine if FIFA or Madden were exclusive. You know, they're not because <laughs> EA makes them and they work really hard on those. It's, yeah, it's just weird that it's sort of developed. I feel like it's it was a time investment. Mm-hmm. It's just it like matured yeah. year by year, and eventually they had a good baseball game and c- continues to be good. It's cool. Especially weird. at this point in a gen, I think is when sports games really start you know, firing on all cylinders. It's always that first two years. 
Yes. Then it gets really bad. God, remember yeah, yeah. the Xbox 360 and the PS3? Remember the, those mm. first couple years with every sports game was just an abomination? Because mm-hmm. like, they, they, they were just trying to catch up so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, John's like the PS2 version of Madden was like, whoa. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually just going to bring that up. <laughs> yes. Because I got Madden 2001 for my fresh new PS2 because it's yeah. like, if you want to see the power of the PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. you have to get this. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. To it see was it. cool, yeah. man. I think that one had the very misleading commercial, though. And then you know what? That was a Nike commercial, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> number five. I don't know. We should try to guess this too. This was a new launch. Another another new game. Mm. I'm having a hard time remembering everything. I know. Yeah, I when couldn't we, even. It's actually very rare for the top five games to be new new releases. This is pretty cool. Uh, this game, I'll just say, is a Nintendo exclusive. Nintendo Switch exclusive. I feel like I should know Wait, this. Wait, Kirby? Yes. Oh, what? Really? Kirby number five, again, best launch in the franchise. Wow. Yes. Wow. People are buying video games. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Best debut ever of a Kirby game. Crazy. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's not the best Kirby game, but it's the best selling one. I think that's all right. <laughs> I just think that's kind of the power of Switch. I think, you know kind of see this kind of thing happening for a while where hey that's the big switch game of the month that one's right. going to be well supported sure uh i don't know I, I don't like wolfenstein 2 i don't imagine will be in our top 10 maybe not top 20 when that comes to switch well it's just co-op crazy i mean and the switch really sold itself yeah forever ever since we, the first time we saw it up until when the console launched and those first games uh they came out to it you know the mario kart was such a huge success on that system continues to be and so um i think having this game that's so co-op friendly and and just family friendly, which is really anybody can pick this up. And it's not just kids. Like I'm, I'm, uh, um, uh, I saw a lot of people saying that I was playing this game with my grandma. I was playing this game with my dad. I was playing this game with, uh, you know, uh, over, you know, uh, family vacation. And I was, you know, finally got to hang out with my brother or sister or something. We played a little bit. And this game's just not gonna be mean to you. <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna yeah. even just yeah. if even if you only put in an hour and a half into this game, you're gonna get far yeah. and get a lot done in that hour and a half. Uh, I posted on Twitter, I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this, and I got a couple responses that are like, I don't know, my kid likes it. I'm like, you know, don't listen to me. I'm just a bitter old man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not, this is not for me. A question for you, Kyle. Yeah. So for April, would the two different Nintendo Labo things be eligible for the MPD? That's a fantastic Cause, question. Cause there I are, can't answer that. There, yeah. there are games in there. we got to talk to Matt Piscatella. I have okay. no idea. <laughs> All right, I'm very curious. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to count it as hardware accessories. Okay. I really don't think they'll count that as software. I, I, I truly am curious. Um, before we move on from Kirby, I just I think it is interesting that game had free DLC characters. Mm-hmm. Again, it seems like that post-released online support. And very quickly afterward y- as well. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I wonder if that was important to the game. I wonder if that is any part of why it succeeded. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to me that they're trying stuff like that out, even for a Kirby game. I, like Yoshi will have DLC. Whenever that yarn Yoshi game comes out, it will have DLC after. Not a yarn game. Sorry? It's not a yarn game. What is it? Um He's yarn. He's made of yarn. You can't put your finger on it, can you? That's the problem. Alright. <laughs> 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 number six, uh Grand Theft Auto 5 doesn't stop. Uh number seven. <laughs> how 
Call of Duty World War II. Oh, I want Red Dead and GTA 5 to be in the top 10 NPD. I can't wait. It's going to happen. Wait. It'll obviously so happen. Sad. Who yeah. doesn't own Grand Theft Auto 5 at this point? <laughs> oh, man. They announced the, the dumbest thing. They're, they have they have a uh, online version of the, the, the game that's like 80 bucks where like you, you buy it and you get like that little shark boost. Yeah. I was, can you explain that to me, Jones? Uh, well, yeah, they have packages where you can start GTA Online with you know a couple outfits, couple maybe an apartment or something like that, and vehicles yeah. and stuff. But the uh, that is their um, uh, the currency that you buy that you use to to get stuff. Uh, and it's it's funny because it's not like oh I'm spending real you know life dollars to buy this fake currency in game. It's dollars for dollars. Like you're the it's dollars in the game as well. Like you yeah. just have like a big bank account. And I was just, just I rarely do this, but I was just floating my way through the PlayStation Store. Like, I wonder, I wonder if there's anything, anything going to jump out at me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were that. like, "You want some shark cards?" <laughs> like yeah. right away, just that first, what's popular screen, just scrolling down. Uh-huh. <laughs> like th- there were four blocks. It wasn't just like shark cards was one of the blocks. It was the dip- like many different types of shark cards were available wow. there. Yeah, and, and so uh, they're putting out a new retail box that includes a shark card or, or many of them. I just can't. It's one of those things where I, I can't care about the details. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, here's the like premium online edition and they're re Like, why not? It's a top 10 game. Why not put a new box on it and make it look more appealing to people who still don't own it? That's crazy, but I mean, it's selling. Hey, dude. Did you get your shark cards? I did. <laughs> did you buy some shark cards? I did. John. Yeah. I did. <laughs> it worked. It, I, it worked. Well, I mean, man. not like this weekend, but like when, when that when that game launched. Oh, I, you know, not when you were surfing around the store. No. Just, okay, yeah. got it. Uh, uh, Call of Duty World War Two next. You know, mm. just another huge one. Uh, Mario Kart Eight. Again, we can't count Mars. physical. Oh, actually, we can't call. Oh, sorry, digital. We can't count digital for Kirby either. Um, Nino Kuni Two is right there at nice. number eight. Um, is that good or bad? That's good. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me make sure. Under I COD, sure. <laughs> no, I think that's number nine. Sorry, I didn't write the number. We, we so lose Mario the numbers Car- when we copy. Mario Kart 8 is 8? Yeah, Mario Kart 8 is 8. Nice. Nina Kuni 2 is 9. And then NBA 2K18. Still Another going. one that just sticks around is number 10. Uh, any other new releases? Yeah, we have A Way Out at number 16. Hmm. Nice. No, it's 15. Sorry, I should just write these numbers down. Uh, yeah, and so that's the only only other new release. Uh, UFC 3, number 20. Oh, I did get a correction that week that like UFC is like on a, like a downward trend hmm. in terms of its popularity. Like mm. it's still very popular, still very popular sport, but it's just not, it doesn't have that momentum it used to have. And that's it for software. We got some hardware things that are kind of interesting to me. But yeah, if you, any of you wanted to talk about any of those other things, it's, it's pretty cool to me that we had five new releases in the top five. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I'm going to pitch to you. Yeah, pitch me. Getting a 10th extremely sports-heavy ally. I mean, I think we should just discuss it, you know? Just somebody <laughs> somebody who's just MLBing, NBAing, UFCing all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And It'd probably do great for us. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're replacing me? Because it's just... <laughs> no, it's a 10th. Right? Oh, 10th right probably. Right, but, yeah, Jones, if I'm going to be honest with you, I really just, just want Damiani to, like, turn his cap backwards <laughs> and then suddenly everything changes. We talk about genres that like, we know none of us are really playing or games. Like We know we're never really going to like spend that much time in. We can yeah. still speculate and we can still, you know, I can base off this genre that's kind of similar to that. And then just any time one of these games come up, it's just, well. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Can't ride that not wave. Even, not even going to yeah. pretend. Yeah. FIFA. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hear soccer's still big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still playing that? Oh, no. Um, that was actually a funny thing that came out this past week. Uh, who was it? Who was it? 
they're they're skipping E3 for the World Cup. Who was that? It was a developer. Yeah. I think it was uh, THQ Nordic, actually. Yes. I think it was the publisher, yeah. actually, who said, yeah, we're skipping E3 we're this not, year. Yeah, we're not doing. Here we go. <laughs> Blood's our sports guy. Yeah, Here I we think, go. I think it's pretty interesting, actually. Like, like THQ, no, THQ Nordic's not any sports games. Um, but that is a sports headline, relatively. Oh, because we're, we're skipping it well, for no, the Well, no, I mean, they sent us an email. It's as close as we're going to get, coming. Kyle. Yeah. We need to get you a hat. I think it was cute. They said we're skipping it for the World Cup. I also think it's a good idea for THQ Nordic to skip E3. It's just something they get swallowed up in. So hey, if you're skip, if you find any excuse to skip E3 and make your get your attention elsewhere, go for it, THQ Nordic. Yeah, we want Biomutant to get the spotlight it deserves. Yeah, and like Biomutant wouldn't at E3, it like just would just disappear, you know. I feel like we would give attention to Biomutant, and for I mean sure. we would. Yes, you're totally I mean right. That. Yes, uh, Biomutant looks sick. So here's where it kind of ties into what Jones was talking about. Uh, Cards are huge. When we talk about like accessories, that those sales are increasing like crazy. Uh, for Xbox, for PlayStation, the twenty dollars cards, the twenty five dollars cards, people are just buying those cards, and it's actually being very profitable for uh, Microsoft and Sony as like part of their revenue streams. But here's another one that I thought was really interesting. Again, this is Matt Piscatella who works for NPT, who's tweeting this stuff out. Uh, sales of headsets and headphones grew 96% in March 2018 when compared to a year ago. And Fortnite. Having cre- uh, increased 78% a year to date. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. I think it's Fortnite. He's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Fortnite. Yep. I'm pretty sure that people are buying headsets to play Fortnite with. And the cards. And the cards are spiking because of Fortnite. Because people want to buy uh, uh, V-Bucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. So while we don't talk about Fortnite in that top 10, it's making waves. It's making these these consoles and their accessories uh, sell better. For sure. At the video game store I used to work at in college, the sales pitch for like Turtle Beach headsets was always the same. Every it's single time. Sense. Yeah, you're like, you want to hear them coming up behind you? you? <laughs> like every single person that would buy cod is like, hey, uh, you want to get the edge? It's just uh, well, even uh, like even like uh, like one of the sound cards I got for my PC, like like it had these special <laughs> modes, like boost up the footsteps. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it can't possibly like they don't know what's footsteps. Oh man, that's funny. But yeah, that's a sell. Oh, I want to hear those footsteps. You want those victory royales? Come on now. Which is hilarious because I'll be playing Fortnite Battle Royale. I'll see the dude out the window. I know a door he's coming through. I'll still die. (laughs) Right, right. I'll literally be standing pointing at the door with a shotgun and like, I missed him. I don't know how I did it. Oh, and I do. I think it's totally more about chatting with your buddies than anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to chat with my friends. Like, you got to go buy a headset. You can't use the weird one that comes with the PS4. That weird little wire that sticks into one ear. I do. Do you use that? Yeah. I use it. I have it for like a spare phone uh, conversation wire. But yeah. Play to use that, huh? It yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do that very often. Yeah, but when I do, I use that. Um, PS4 number one in hardware for the month. Uh, there was, and I like, I don't know which did better between Xbox and Switch, but uh, Matt Piscatella mentioned that uh, there was growth in this month because the Xbox is doing better. So, like, even though oh, it wasn't for the Sea of be- Thieves, probably yeah. Yeah, and so like there was. I guess PS4 would, I guess you would call it flatter, but the Xbox grew. It wasn't number one, but it grew enough to make it so that hardware sales grew. Uh, and I think, yeah, last year, this time, uh, the Switch launched. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? March, yeah. March of 2017. It kind of doesn't even feel like it's been a year. Yeah, right. it doesn't. But it, 
I, I don't know. Ben, like when I was trying to do that math, I was like, has it been out two years? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Switch is like integrated now. It's no longer weird. It was so weird when it was announced. It was so weird when I picked it up for the first time. Even with the Labo out, it's like, that's normal. I get this. <laughs> I think just part of doing this job, it, it's gotten to the point where I, I feel like we're never waiting for anything. Like there's always something for us to be playing or covering that you can't even really sit back and think like, oh, the Switch happened a year ago, just because we've been doing a bunch of crazy stuff mm-hmm. all in that span of time. It's only when you bring it up on a podcast, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. time has passed. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, good month. I, ah, man, that Switch launch was so fun. It is now time for Love and Respect. Yeah. Love and respect. All right, Jones, since I feel bad for putting you on the spot, we're going to play a game where nobody can lose. Uh, this comes to us from Sven von Latham. Is that good? L-A-T-A? Sure. Okay. Uh, the game's called Crappy or Happy. <laughs> Say if these ideas are crappy or if they would make you happy. Here we go. Nintendo Switch console, non-portable edition, $50 cheaper than the original. So it's only docked, fifty dollars cheaper. Crappy or happy? Happy. Okay, why? I I mean I wouldn't want it, but I see a lot of people say, "Hey, yeah. I only play the Switch docked. Why not save them money?" Yeah, I get that. Why not do it? Yeah, I mean it would probably be ch- more more cheap than fifty dollars. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, just like without the screen, there, without the HD rumble within the console itself, like it'd probably be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Blood. Crap, you're happy, man. Don't think about this too much. Give me a word. Crap, you're happy. Uh, I'll say, Can't lose. Yeah, I'll, I'll say happy. Yeah. Okay, Jones? I'll go happy, yeah. All right, let's just be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why not? PlayStation 4 Digital. It's a PS4 without a Blu-ray drive, but with two terabyte hard drive minimum for $300. Way happy. Really? Yeah. Are you like? Are you just disc? Are you disc free now? I try to be as digital as possible. Wow. Yep. I I rarely buy games in a case anymore. Jones, happy or crappy? Crappy. Okay. Yeah. Without a disc drive, Ben. Yeah. Whoa. I think I could do it. I, I think I'm I, ready. I try to, mm-hmm. but it's just it's it's not. Uh... Just not practical to 100%. When is it not practical? Tell me, tell me when well, you can't. I will say this. Yeah. Sometimes, when I get a disc for God of War. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> publishers only send us physical copies, and in that case, Part I'm very sad. Part of the gig, sad. right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. just on my own, when I buy games at release, like, I don't know if it's just me, but being able to download a game at 9 p.m. the night before release it means a lot to me. Like I think that's yes. exciting. Ben, yeah. I love doing it. I think it's I think it's something that I look forward to throughout my day. Mm-hmm. Nine PM is a really good time to be playing video games. Yeah. I like it. That's that's a big push for why I buy like PS4 games digitally day one when I can. Just even yeah. if they only play it for an hour, it's just kind of exciting to be part of that. Yeah, and I mean that's a benefit for people only in our time zone. Right on the East Coast, they're still at midnight. Right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still so fun to buy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on on the crappy. Yeah, like still like your discs, man. I, I, I like my discs. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more that I have digital now than I even would have guessed, um, and it and it is kind of annoying. The discs are basically digital. It's like you've got to clear out that giant chunk of hard drive space. 
Um, but you know, like even even with the Switch, like the bigger games, like you know, like Mario Odyssey and Zelda, is like I want the what's that box? I want that box on my shelf, kind of thing. Oh, I see. I get. And you. also, like just the ability for somebody to be able to, you know, like put that on your your, your shopping list for for Christmas or whatever. You can give me that game rather than you can give me a little gift card that can be whatever. Gift cards, they're hot. They're so also hot. borrowing games. So you borrowing games. Yeah, I have a friend yeah. or co-worker. yeah. I had actually it was wink, funny. Wink. Before God of War came out, I had a friend that messaged me on PSN. He's like, can I borrow that when you're done? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't. It's digital. <laughs> I do need to get a bigger hard drive for my PS4, though, because every time I feel like I download a new big game. Do you have a game, pro? Yeah, I have a pro. So that one terabyte is stuffed. Oh, yeah. It's Dang. easier stuff. It's begging it, for mercy. The, uh, the the funny thing about that, though, is for me, it actually like it can like serve as a motivator. It's like, I need to play some games sure, so I can clear sure, them sure, off sure. my freaking I drive. I definitely have <laughs> pangs of guilt every time. It's like, oh, okay. All the way at the very end of that bar is Geralt every time. Like, come on, that last DLC. Let's do it. I'm like, Geralt, I can't. He's got no time. But I can't delete you. Come on, man. Let's go on an adventure. <laughs> come on, let's do this. Go, go kill some vampires. Come on. Don't delete me. <laughs> Uh, there's some games like I enjoy deleting too. There's like a certain joy of deleting. G- give them. me the last game you enjoyed deleting. This is rude. I shouldn't do it. It's rude that I enjoy it's crappy. because it's an indie game. I shouldn't do it. I won't okay. do it, Ben. Uh, I just recently played an indie game that I was just not feeling. I was like, you know what? Bye. Bye. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say one. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Because it's like I enjoyed that game, but I am done with it. I'm not oh, doing it. I, I feel that updates. way too. I don't yes. need your yep. episode prompto or yep. whatever else. It's like I'm done with the game. Getting done with a big review and being like, okay, get it, get it off here. We're yeah. done. Goodbye. I'm not returning. E3 press conferences are no more. Sony and Microsoft do videos similar to Nintendo. Crappy or happy? Crappy. Yeah, it's crappy. <laughs> way crappy. crappy. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to be happy about that. There's no. not a single one. Those shows are so fun. Yep. <laughs> In fact, Nintendo, do those shows again. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I do those shows again, but also keep Nintendo Directs. Yeah. We Why not have both? Di- we have Directs the rest of the time. But yeah, yeah. But E3 should, is just so special. I know. I yeah. agree with you. Don't but be Directs a- are great outside of E3. We you don't, don't have wireless videos. motion controls to worry about anymore. <laughs> They're trade shows. It's a show. Yes. If something... Put on a show. If there's no embarrassment during the presentations, it's not fun anymore. Like, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's part of it. I need the stakes. PlayStation Home 2. Crap your hand. Crappy. <laughs> Crappy. Goodbye. I, what if it's cool, though? Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, I see why you would say crappy, but PlayStation Home was so weird. <laughs> was I'm so going to say weird. happy. You, uh, what yeah, are you going to do with that? The movie yeah. theater? It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Home's not hurting anybody. The live <laughs> events at the movie theater. Like, you yeah, all sit did. down in a room together and watch a trailer. So you know what's funny, funny that has, a, like, a home kind of a thing is, uh, I think both Vive and Oculus have them. Oh, yeah. And I think oh, I, like, VR booted chat? up and they were like, welcome to your apartment. You can add or unlock. I was like, God, please, I just want to play this game. <laughs> like, and like, you can imagine how incredible it is. Imagine the PlayStation Home and VR. Like, I can pick, like... Yeah. Any of the places that I want, but it's like I'm gonna like I popped out on the porch, looked at the view, and was like, I'm done. I'm not. <laughs> I'm never gonna want to come back here and just hang out here. Like, yeah, no, I'm gonna want to play a game that has environments like this. But You're I'm right, not gonna want to like over a game. Yeah, <laughs> would Home Two make the world a better or worse place? <laughs> it would just. It's giving Home Two would world have to be in PSVR. At some it's way. giving the world what it needs. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, that's the only way it would ever. Like, it's not changing yeah. the, the world. It's just filling a need that the world has. It's a result of the world. Yes, exactly. Okay. I can't imagine. I wonder. I like. I wonder on the back end, 
like what home actually looked like from a business standpoint. Like I wonder if they just like drug it out as long as they could until it's like, okay, we've made our money, kill it. Uh, like we actually have finally recouped our investment. And I think kill they did it. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just blood. I just imagine executives being so proud of it ahead of launch. Right. That's exactly what yeah, it yeah. means like to just me. Just like they're talking about home and just like home's really going to change things for yeah. us. This you know, is a living space, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to produce more PS3s this On year. Home's going to be incredible. Yeah. It did blow me away, though, to go in there years later and still like see people buying costumes Yeah. to run around home with. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you don't know what we're talking about when you're talking about PlayStation Home, <laughs> the PlayStation 3 had a thing that's like Second Life. It's it's like Ready Player One, where uh, it's just people go and walk around virtual environments and wave at each other and dance with each other it's like why watch the latest deadpool 2 trailer when you could leave your apartment walk over to a movie theater sit down in that movie theater and watch it there yeah (laughs) they had like themed islands i had like some sort of games it just never worked well for me i never had a good yeah all the loading over and over again and like little ghost people while you're waiting people trying to sell stuff that's what i remember oh that's creepy yeah i don't know final fantasy 8 2 crap you're happy happy (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go crappy. It is a Final Fantasy announcement. Tell me how many of those we get. Wait. Yes. Tell me how many new Final Fantasy games that get announced on a regular basis. I mean, if we're counting counting the scope of everything, I feel like a lot. Oh, we're not counting Dissidia. We're not counting... Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about things that are brand in Final Fantasy, I feel like they happen with great regularity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, to me, I think that'd be fascinating. There is a dream (laughs) scenario of what a Final Fantasy VIII-2 could look like. There is also Final Fantasy IV, the after years. Right. Mm. (laughs) Mm. And I think that's more of what we would get if we got Final Fantasy VIII-2. Yeah. I really like some of the designs in, in 8. Yeah. I, I like how the summons look. Yep. It's just, oh, man, but you're right, Blood. It's not, there's no way it's going to be right, right? Yeah. But then you think to yourself, what if it is? I mean, this is so... You... Yeah, we're just playing crap your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not be positive? Right. Okay. You sold me, Ben. <laughs> the t- <laughs> the Gunblade returns. All right. Happy. Yeah. Happy. Here's a softball. The Sims, Facebook edition, uses your name Info, work status, etc., and friends' names to put in the game. Crappy. <laughs> crappy. Uh, I would say crappy, but the, doesn't that exist? Like, you're telling me they, <laughs> they haven't done that? I mean, crappy, yeah. Yeah, that's crappy, but. yeah. Here we go. N- Nintendo 64 Mini, wait. $89, wait. <laughs> but without games. Games via microtransactions, $8.99 a game. No. 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 Crappy. You're, yeah. That's like intentionally making a happy thing crappy. Yeah. I kind of, but to me, to me, to me, N64 Mini seems impractical. I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, me too. But if you're going to, if you're going to upfront $90, you better have 10 games I mean, at least. Yeah. It's got to have some games on <laughs> it. Right. This, right. this yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like yeah. I have an N64. What is the convenience of me having this thing? HDMI cable, save states. Yeah. Save states on N64, you're losing it because you can totally save most of those games too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think there's enough value there that it would work. Yeah, yeah, no crappy. Okay, Jones, you're crappy on that one. Yeah, crappy. Okay, fine. That's a fun game. Uh, <laughs> I think we. I feel like this is something we consistently have to explain. If somebody's hopping in and doesn't know what's going on, I feel like it's worth explaining. Okay. Hello, allies. 
I've been following you all since the game trailers days, watched every podcast, lots of streams, and after all these years, I just have to ask, what's the deal with the lightning poster? It must be important since you all hugged it on your last day at Game Trailers and it's featured prominently in your new space. To listeners, we have a big standee of lightning behind us for the entire podcast, every podcast. I haven't heard anyone rave about Final Fantasy XIII, really. (laughs) So is it just an inside joke that I'm not aware of? Probably a dumb question, but it is a sincere one. Love and respect, Sean. I, I never gets the same answer twice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say that I've never understood it. <laughs> yeah, and I still don't understand yeah. it. All right, let's get through this. Thing. Like, this good, it, yes. it, but I, there was, you know, like when we were like when we had those days where we were packing up from from Viacom. Uh, you know, it was it was like like we could take pretty much whatever we want. Like I think didn't Don end up getting the Lara Croft statue? Yes. Whoa, there was also the Fallout guy. The Fallout guy is hilarious because what happened with the Fallout guy, so this was a huge, like, seven-foot Brotherhood of Steel statue Mm -hmm. that they sent to us when Fallout 3 came out. And they brought it up the the elevator, which was a freight elevator. But in the time since that happened, they had remodeled the building and installed a new elevator. So we literally could not take the statue out of the building. He's stuck on that floor. It did not disassemble in any real way. It it was stuck there. And I think many months after we left, I heard that they, like, the only way to get it out was to, like, cut it in half with some kind of crazy saw. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, because MTV left that. Viacom left that. They're not in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's so funny. There was also a a big... uh, like group of arcade cabinets, I think we ended up getting Don one of those oh, as nice. well because, like, eventually they decided to like again, well again once Game Trailers was out of there, like why do we we don't we need these arcade cabinets? Yeah, and so like we were basically like like in touch, like okay, as soon as they get rid of them, like you know, like Don wants one, so it was just uh, yeah. So so Lightning was one of the few things that actually was sort of like that that we could take with us, and I guess. Um, was it in somebody's cubicle at that time? It was Damiani and Patrick Morales, I think. Had so it was shared Damiani's. That, shared that square, and yeah. I think Lightning hung out in there a lot. But See, okay. I don't know exactly like why like that was... Somebody like said we really had to have it at that point. I think it was Damiani, because I said, do not bring it. I really? Looked at, I looked at oh, Lightning, and I said, don't do not bring, bring it. Man, I, yes. I feel like the, yeah, so. the conversation <laughs> between myself, Michael Huber... And Michael Damiani, and yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, but I think it was, and at least I think to some extent, like that lightning and kind of Final Fantasy 13 as a whole became very funny to us, not necessarily because of the quality of the game, yeah. but because of how Square Enix presented it. Yes. Like, go look at how they were promoting Final Fantasy 13 beforehand. They were basically treating it like the second coming. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of hilarious. Yes. Like, it was something when you take a step back. And I remember Damiani talking about, like, previews that he went to and how lavish they were. And there's this... I, I think, went to Japan. Right. And I went to Japan for two days. I was not able to play the game. <laughs> I was not able to do an interview. They did not provide any sort of translator. Huh? All so we were listening to J- J- Japanese all we were able home? to do was attend a presentation and film a musical performance 
and then cut that musical performance down to like a couple of minutes and I could write a blog post. Oh no. Square Enix paid for that. Sure. I mean, you got to go to Japan. Yeah, it, it was a great of, trip. Yeah. The whole the whole presentation of Final Fantasy 13, it kind of felt like just this hubris that was so much fun to 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 poke fun at because they didn't realize how ridiculous it was. Yes. And it's still funny to me. It's and still it's like, funny, yeah. We can't let this go. Like, lightning kind of became a symbol of that. Yeah. It kind of became an incident. Maybe. But it, the funny thing to me is I didn't have, like, the the the, the reverence for lightning, for the goddess or whatever, yeah. that people have now. That, that not did not exist. It's real reverence. That, yeah. What I'm saying is, though, none of that stuff existed. When we picked that standee to go in the truck from Viacom <laughs> right, right, to Defy, right, right. it was just a thing that had been sitting there in their cubicle that nobody cared about. So wait a minute. No, but I remember I, that doesn't track with me because I feel like we fought to bring lightning. Like we really I know people that did, but right. I did the, 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 that attachment did not really exist before that moment that people fought to bring it. Right. But then through that I think I think lightning is a symbol of survival. Yes. yes. <laughs> I also think yes. yes. Kyle. I also For think us. yes. Yes. Uh, that's what I like. I, I, it's just she survived through that, and then she she's been one of three constants that we've had since game trailers and right. Viacom, you know. And so right. it's just like she's a symbol of like us making it through. She's a symbol of us uh, just continuing to exist. Yes, but I she's also a agree symbol that. of that herself. You know, it's like she was right. in two sequels. You know, it's like sure. she will always be the representative of that game when you think yes. of thirteen and that mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. And so Dissidia comes out. Of course, she's going to be in that game. You know. Uh, there's any kind of crossover stuff, uh, you know, uh, in the Final Fantasy universe, she represents 13. And 13 has had a much bigger life than it ever deserved to have. <laughs> and so I, I, I feel a strange kinship right. with her, you know? And, and, yeah, I, get that. and yeah. I think that's the arc. Is it's kind of, It started as a joke and it started yeah. as mockery and now it is a symbol for us. Yes. And in a strange way, um, I mean, not necessarily in a strange way, but, you know, we, uh, we, we worked with Elise and I think Elise is wonderful. Elise won the kind of funny yes. uh, Best Friends tournament. Elise is better than Oreos, confirmed. Yep, take that, DiGiorno. Elise Willems, look out. <laughs> uh, but uh, Elise moved on to Funhouse before we closed the game trailers, and so when game trailers shut down, it was 10 dudes, uh, and so it was nice to have this reverence for this, you know, a, a a woman looking out for us, you know, just kind of this mother character, kind of like, because uh, he said you, you hugged her, what was that about, you know, like, um, I remember a, a friend of mine jokingly referenced uh, Macho Man Randy Savage in his wedding, and then when Randy Savage died, uh, his dad called him and said, uh, you know, Randy Savage died, I just want to talk to you about it, and he said, oh, that's weird that you're calling me, he's like, well, you mentioned him in your wedding, and he was like... Good point. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I could see this person watching yeah. being like, you all, it was the last thing I saw. Game trailers was yeah. all of you just covering this, this, weird this, this piece of cardboard. Yeah. Um, and I think that there is kind of a sense of just of, of purity about her that like even, you know, all of the things that were wrong with Final Fantasy in that era, all of the things that are wrong with that franchise, you can kind of look back at the beginning of it and be like, it started out well. You know, it's like, I don't know. If it was just that, I'd, I'd be excited for that game. That first time she left off that train and popped her head up and the lights were all flashing. It was like, wow, what, yeah, a, pretty, what a pretty game. That looks really cool. Yeah. What I love about this, though, is exactly why I I enjoy lightning as a symbol so much for us, is I feel if, if you were to isolate Bloodworth, myself, and Brandon Jones, and somebody came up and they're like, what's the deal with lightning? We'd all have slightly different takes on it. We'd have nine different takes. takes. Yeah, yes, and yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I think it's such an effective symbol is because we're kind of all bringing our own stuff into it. Yeah. 
and you know, giving a sentience or more of a meaning to an inanimate object, I'm all about that. I, mean, <laughs> I also think it's hilarious. Rufus That's having his own distinct personality, right. and yeah, it's it's great. We as humans just fall for that. Yes. Uh, no comment I, I like cannot. more than somebody making fun of us for liking Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> it's like these guys like Final Fantasy thirteen that much. Yeah, there was <laughs> that's their only gaming thing and it's Final Fantasy thirteen. I don't remember okay. I don't <laughs> remember the comment exactly, but it was like somebody who had never seen us before. Yeah. And they're like Final Fantasy thirteen, huh? And I'm like, you, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. I've actually seen That's people a- like say that they like started watching a video and then just left the comment that I'm not gonna watch the rest of this because Final Fantasy thirteen is in the background, so they yeah. or whatever, like I some do. weird judgment, and they're like they're just out yeah. immediately. It's I like, did. Okay. It wasn't gonna have a good time regardless. You know what? <laughs> If that's you, you're not going to have right. a good time. You're not going to have a good time. What if, like, what if it was somebody who's a listener, a strict listener, who is that same mentality? <laughs> right now, I've been listening this <laughs> yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah. just like, oh, lighting's better than back this whole time. I'm not going to have a good time listening this podcast. And for that reason, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got one more. It's hard to pick between these two. Uh, we'll go, ah, that's timely. We'll go with, it with timely. Hello, allies. With Nintendo releasing the paradigm-shifting Breath of the Wild and Sony following with a reimagined take on God of War, mm. also, and that's also receiving a tremendous critical acclaim, which Microsoft franchise should we expect to follow this trend? Will Halo 6 find Master Chief exploring settlements in an open-world space adventure? Will Marcus Phoenix soften his image uh, through a journey of self-discovery in a heartfelt RPG? Will Conquer <laughs> have a good fur day? Love and respect, John. Boy, I'd be really curious about a game called Conquer's, Conquer's Good, good Fur day. day. And he's just a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, cool. I'd be curious about a game called Conquer's Anything. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And actually, like, I don't, I don't know. If, maybe we'll start it there to limit the conversation to Microsoft. But just you know. Uh, just beginning to play God of War and feeling like how different this is from the previous games while still acknowledging those games' existence. Yes, is that so, is the biggest thing for me. so interesting, and yes. I'd love to see more games go through this kind of change, this kind of new... Uh, uh, it's not a reboot. It's 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 a maturing. It's I don't know what I would call it. You know, just this kind of sequel, I guess. Yeah. And I guess you could even kind of tie it in with Breath of the Wild, which is just a modernization of, of Zelda in a way. But I think what makes the new God of War work so well is it doesn't feel like a decision of desperation. It was like someone came in and they said, listen, this is the story I want to tell with these characters in this way. I don't want to be the guy being like, all right, make it like Kratos, Marcus. Like, that. that's no fun. That's That's not a decision based on passion or any sort of cohesive vision that is chasing something else that worked from a rival company. And I don't think that's, that, that, that is not going to work. 100% that is not going to work. And so I don't know if I would want to see, I, I don't want to have the conversation of what is Microsoft's God of War going to be. Sure. I want it to be, what is their new thing that I don't know what I want going to be. I don't even need think it needs to be a single player game. I just, uh, I guess we can have a conversation even, like, it's, it's a mean one, but I think a regular old God of War game wouldn't have flown. I don't think it would have worked. Absolutely. And so maybe the conversation is, what kind of franchises just won't work today? What what franchise do you put out a, a genuine sequel that's exactly like the old ones, and it just won't succeed? 
I and I and I like the one that's coming to my mind is Sly Cooper Four, uh, which was an excellent sequel to Sly Cooper games and just didn't fly off the shelves. It was just like, hey, this isn't the kind of games that works right now. Right. Um, I don't know that I would agree with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, a God of War that they had made, like it wouldn't ex- succeed on the same level, but I think it would have succeeded remarkably well if it, they had just made it like past God of War games. Remarkably well? Yeah. You mean better than this game? Not better than this game, but I think it was still done plenty well enough for people in the the marketing and business side to be like, yeah, that's that's great. Better or worse than Infamous Second Son? Um, God of War is extremely popular. I th- yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with Blood. I think it, I think it, I think would have done better. I don't know. I really just like. I think people would notice that. I think it would have a harder time getting attention. I, I think I there think is a tremendous took- amount of value just saying this is the first God of War game on PS4. Yeah, like that in and of itself for the maybe the one after that. Yeah, then I think we can have this conversation. But with the first one on PS4, I think there's a ton of interest there. Sure, even if it's very similar. It's just I watched Huber. I watched the end of Huber's playthrough of God of War three. The ending is just dumb. <laughs> like it's just dumb. It's just. It's just stupid. It's just a stupid ending. And I just like I don't I'm not gonna like criticize any writers or anything because I think when you're in that in that zone where you just have to end a trilogy, you just have to right. end a franchise, like you just have to write stupid things sometimes. But like it was a dumb series. Yes. It was just kinda dumb. Sure. Like there's really good stuff, there's really good moments, there's some good voice acting, but I just don't think like that type of dumb game could be a huge first party exclusive today. And I wonder- but I think when you talk about the kind of crazy scale and stuff that that God of War has done, like, yeah, I just yeah, I just think kind of like no matter what, like even if it was just a dumb thing where all you're doing is you know ripping limbs off of people and and yeah, I, I think it I think it was still worked. If there's like if there's well like a, a push the right button sex mini game that still flies today, that probably wouldn't have flown but i mean it's it i would have never said it would have flown to begin with so i don't know it was, but it did it, it was yeah. it was exciting and new when it was new like god of war it's like oh there's like a little sex thing in here like let's do like that was it was a novel idea that was actually kind of funny and neat but i'm but i mean i think to my comparison like i think that like uh you know the the closest thing i would say would be like uh gears of war 4 to me it's like that game is still basically just being gears of war right yeah and I think that game has step. done quite well. Right. That, 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 Gears of that's War exactly has done I'm quite well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's done well. It's it's maybe we're not. I think we just have to be a little bit better at defining what exactly we want to accomplish. We're here. talking Breath of the Wild. We're talking God of War. Those are the two examples we started. Yeah. I would very much like to talk about Gears. <laughs> okay. All right. Jones, Gears, I think, is my most controversial score since we started Easy Allies. What I got a score? lot of flack. I think I gave it a, a three and a half stars yeah, yeah. when we introduced the star system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I remember, I got a really interesting look from you, Ben. We were like, oh. You're like, I had fun. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're like, I'm not gonna stand here and tell you your score is wrong because was, we, we both had different experiences from that. And I right. think you approached that and uh, uh, you were like, This is, I had a lot of fun with the game, and so I'm I'm gonna give the game credit for me having a lot of fun with it. But because the Xbox One was so fresh and because they were like, We're the coalition now, I was like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. And I played the game and I was like, No one's going on any this is just more gears. That's all this yeah. is. like and I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but and and maybe expectations are bad in this sense and, and maybe I started off on the wrong foot but I uh, and especially now comparing this to what they did with God of War it's like 
that's a 10. I mean, that to me is that that's that's when you're completely reinventing this. And to me, that's what would be the, the you know, the rough equivalent, you know, of a seven ish something. I want to go on the record here, though, because I was coming at it from a completely different mindset than Brandon was, where when I played Gears of War, I had no obligation to score it to think about every single component sure. i was just kind of along for the ride yeah you could just have fun with a chainsaw I could, gun i could just have fun with a chainsaw gun yeah. and it had been a while since <laughs> and I were a, a lot of people gun. leaving and comments it, on the video and, and and reaching out to me on social media that were kind of shocked right you know from that score but i think if like, i had to put back at our old star system i think if i had to put a score on it i think i probably would have given it a three and a half as well i mean it's hard to say it's just a hypothetical situation mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah it, and that's i i <laughs> and huber has talked about this as well uh, he specifically talked about it with Ratchet and Clank, and it what you want out of a game changes, I think, depending on the type of mindset that you go into it with. Uh, and as somebody who was just looking to play through something on the weekend, Gears of War fit that perfectly. And so sure. when Jones is like, "Oh, I didn't like this," I'm like, yeah. "Well, I, I yeah. had a good weekend with it." Gears of War is funny because if we talk about the story, like I, I think they did try a refresh. You know, Marcus Phoenix isn't the main character; he's old now. You know, and so it's just and you have this still in it. Like I, <laughs> I was disappointed when I found yeah. in the story. I was like, "No, yeah. just get out, stop, get out of here!" Like oh, let they me featured him in the trailer, something else. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like either have him in or mm-hmm. don't have him in, but don't kind of do this weird wishy washy both. Yeah. And like the antagonists were just really bizarre, and it, just, it would. Just, it, uh, and I only bring this up because there is a development team that this is this is all they're doing. You know, that's they are completely committed just to gears, and it's like I hope you know Gears Five is really something right. extraordinary, really something different. And, and e- I, even when the, we first saw that game, it was like, what's going on here? What's this? What what is Gears Four? Like, what are they? What's what's the uh, the goal here with this game? Other than just you know, another game. Yeah, Ge- Gears of War Four did not stick with me. That, and and God of War, since I've finished it, I feel like I've thought about it heavily pretty much every day. Blood, you just said it did incredibly well, and I'm only hearing bad things about it right now. Well, I don't want to make the direct comparison between yeah. Gears and God of War. I don't want to, like... But, because, like, could it do it? Could, could, could you, Gears but, have a God of War-type sequel? I think it's... I think it is... Pri- I'm bringing it up because I think it is primed for that kind yeah. of a turnaround. Yes. I think that, I think that is an, a perfect opportunity to announce something at an Xbox press conference and show Gears in a way that people are like, whoa! Yeah. Wow, what a crazy story! And, like, and everyone's speculating and wondering, like, where are they going to go with this, and in honestly, this direction like, now? If, the, if, if I'm a consultant and they're pulling me in and I'm saying, here's what you need in the game... I'm really sorry about this. The next Gears of War game needs loot. I'm terribly sorry. I think it's a bad idea, <laughs> but I think you need it. But but going back, though, like what you talked about with God of War was, yeah. and, and I think this is very much true of, of Zelda, is you talked about a, a maturing of the franchise. Yes. And I and while you could you know point your fingers at this or that, uh, I don't think that either one of these games evolved because they were trying to chase the trends and become more modern. I think that they evolved because these people had a vision of what kind of game would make sense to push this franchise forward, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever the trends might be. Sure. And I think that's why they got where they are. It's it's interesting because when you talk about so many of these games, and I think Gears of War is a perfect example, there are, in my mind, there are two distinct reasons why Gears of War blew up in the first place, is it it set the standard for covered-based third-person shooting, which was imitated throughout the entire generation. Yeah. And it looked better than pretty much anything that came it out before it. It looked unbelievable on yes. 360, man. Yes, I will never forget playing that for the first time. and like My eyes were bleeding. Yeah, right. And so... I guess for me, what would make Gears of War exciting is they... 
I'm not saying it wouldn't be a third-person shooter anymore, but they they take a look at it and they're like, what are we rewriting the rules on this time? Yeah. Uh, And say what you will about Breath of the Wild, but as I was going through that game, it felt like fun, new, wild, crazy, I can't believe Zelda is doing this territory. And that's what it feels like for God of War. But I don't necessarily think they need to sit there and be like, okay, you need to have this little kid chase him around. It's got to be one continuous shot. I don't think they need to do it that way, but... Take that huge risk. Yeah. Have that idea, believe in it, and follow through on it. But here's the thing. We talk about, like... Whatever it is. They don't want to follow trends. They did, though. Both Zelda and God of War in- integrated loot systems. Right? Those are their... But like, you is play- anyone saying, like, what makes the new God of War special is the loot? I would. Yeah, You I would? would? Yes. Okay. Because loot incentivizes exploration. Sure. Same with Zelda. Like, it's just, it makes it more important for you to go out into nooks and to find interesting things. It makes it more exciting than to find just a bunch of rupees. But it's how that loot is presented, right? It's yes, the puzzles that you yes. have to solve in God of War. Yeah. It's the things that you encounter along the way in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. So, yeah, but they're seeing systems that works. You know, they're right. looking at Skyrim. They're looking at other things with loot, and they're like, oh, this is fun. Right. We got to implement this into our game. It wasn't like somebody played through God of War 3 and said, you know what's missing is loot. <laughs> It's it, it was it was watching a trend, blood. It's watching a, th- a thing that works in other games. and said we should implement that in, into our game. To me, it was the ragtag nature of Gears Four. It was just like follow these five wacky people as they try to survive. And it's like why are there five people? Why what? Why would all of the crazy things going on in this world? Do I care about these five people who should be dead right now? Like who should should not have survived this crazy adventure? <laughs> and it's like people if, love ragtag. If we're gonna be team, scaling this up to a new console. Yeah. having the like it's you and me, brother, and it's just us in this hallway. It's like I, I'm. I think we've done that. You know, I I would like to see a war. I would like to see something on a massive, crazy, jaw-dropping scale. Gotcha. That's a good idea. Playing multiple characters, of going to multiple areas, yeah. possibly choosing which front you want to be at at specific points, taking more of a general role of this big conflict instead of like, no, no, I can't call for backup. Gotta be us. It's like that makes no sense to me. You should call for backup. Just stop it. Like, you know, like what are you doing? Why is it just the four of you? Like, what, you know, the whole time. Like, isn't isn't the conceit like there's naturally not a lot of people left? No, there's people all over the place. Oh, okay. All right. There's like a general that keeps showing up throughout that game being like, hey, we want it. And they're like, quiet. And it's like, you can listen. <laughs> it was just weird. Okay. It was just, yeah. Lots of ideas, but nothing really. Not a clear. I mean, it's not a vision. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah. Is that it was it was a right. it was the sequel to Gears of War 3, whereas Zelda and God of War are not really the sequel. <laughs> they're just kind of like a whole new, uh, whole new bag. Yeah. There's still sequels, though. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just again like if you if you think about Conquer, I don't think you can release exactly the N sixty four game today, and I don't think it gets a good reception. Yeah. But that's the thing that's kind of cool about Conquer, right? Where I think it was extremely key when Brandon said you could say anything with Conquer, and I'm interested, right? Like, no, because they had that like right, uh, right, right, <laughs> right, reality thing, and that's true. And that yeah. immediately jumped into my head yeah. as soon as I was saying <laughs> that. Yeah. But I'm, I think the general point is still true. Is there's a lot of room for creativity with that name mm-hmm. like there are yeah. a lot of different things that you could do a lot of different directions and go and i think you would have our attention yeah it I'm would generate a funny right. game right I, I want a funny game right there's not many yeah like but that's all you really, really that's all you really need yes. it's like you need conquer and you need to be funny yeah not nah, it needs loot no <laughs> it, it needs does loot. Not. it does that conquer game needs loot why it needs armor you can upgrade it does no yes then make fun of a loot system. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah, like, I see your point about for all the content God of War builds around the places you're going. 
add just the most ridiculous context. Yeah, I like that actually. I mean, I see your point about loop making God of War like more enticing to explore, but I don't think anyone's gonna walk away from that game like, oh, that game had great loot. Like, I mean, <laughs> right? I I think it's a I think it's a subtle influence. I think yes. it I think it makes you want to play the game more. Um, yeah. I mean, we can move on from other games too. Like, I think the Splinter Cell game will be very different from other Splinter Cell games. That's announced. That I think that. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. The mm. time feels right for this, whatever this Splinter Cell is going to be. Right. Yeah. But is this a rumor? I don't remember them announcing it. They have not. Sorry, that is a rumor. Oh, okay. Sam Fisher showed up in, in Wildlands. Like, we're just, like, we're pretty sure that's happening. We're primed. Oh. Yeah. To me, that seems like it's just, like, a fun little Easter egg, but okay. No, it's happening. it's happening. For some reason, it feels like something a little more. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. Jones and I believe. I don't, for some reason, I, I do. I don't, yeah. Oh, I want a Splinter Spider Cell to come back, but yeah, away. it's been a, a weird ride for that franchise. Yeah, all right, well, yeah, we can move on. It's just that's so interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of Sony franchises you could put out a direct sequel to that just wouldn't fly. This won't work. You had to modernize. There's just like so many like gameplay things that are good that people are interested in that that review well that that people enjoy that just you gotta you gotta catch on. So yeah, cool. It is now time for bets. Next week's bet, we're talking about Lego Marvel Heroes 2 Avengers Infinity War DLC. That came out today. Uh, this weekend, what, Friday is the, is the release of Avengers... Uh, what's Infinity War. Thank you, Kyle. Sorry? Thank you, myself. <laughs> part 1, yeah. It's, is it called Part 1? There's there's some other name. In, they, it might be Avengers Infinity War, but the, the one after that's not just going to be called Avengers Infinity War. It'll be called right. Part 2 or something. I don't think they're doing Part 2. I thought that was the thing. Is like We want them to be distinct titles. Oh. The second part of the war for Infinity, <laughs> Infinity Wars with a Z. I, I, Jones, I think we're still feeling backlash from Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2. Hollows, excuse me. Are we? Hmm. Yeah. We're like just, just like, you know what? That wasn't a good idea to name them that way. Oh. It'll yeah. just be called Infinity War again because it's infinite. <laughs> Both movies will have the same name. <laughs> Infinity War 2019, Infinity War 2000, or 2018, 2020. Why is God of War just called God of War? That just seems silly to me. It's so oh, smart. I what love a, it. So I, love I love that it. idea and hate that idea at the same time. Why? I'm, I'm on complete set. Because I want it to be something new, but I completely understand why it it's It is not. something new. Because I want it to be something new and could not tell you what they should call it at all. I have no ideas. Yeah. Oh. Right. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm that mode. Because well. it's something like, new is why they named it God of War. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. Agreed. All right. But I'm also, yeah, it's like there's no tag. It can't be a number. And there's yes. no name you could put under that. That's going to be good. Any oh. name you could put under that would be the dumbest thing ever. God of War. Right. But Family matters. Title, yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Don't do it. I don't understand. This. I agree okay. with you, Ben. I, yeah. But I disagree at the same time. It's bizarre. I'm uh, yeah. I'm of two minds. How about Man of War? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, just shooting stuff Some out there. Man of War. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the PlayStation Store right now, there are currently 171 ratings for this DLC. Oh, I should explain it. Okay. So there's a DLC featuring Thanos for Lego Marvel Heroes 2. Uh, you can buy that now for three dollars, and it is included in the fifteen dollars season pass for the Lego s- superheroes game. Uh, right now that's on the store. It has 171 ratings on the PlayStation store at this point next week. How many ratings will there be? Brandon Jones, 250, Ben Moore, 218, Daniel Bloodworth, 342, Ooh. <laughs> uh, 904. Wow. I'm feeling this is very wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bet, Ben. I'm feeling good about Ben's bet. Yeah. 
I rarely feel good about my bets. I feel okay about this one. Every time I say I feel good about the bets, though, though. I never get it. So so I guess the the purpose of the bet is, like, will there be a surge after people go see Avengers Infinity War? I feel like this is something where people could show me plenty of evidence to the contrary. But every time I'm, like, on the PlayStation Store or any sort of digital game store, I'm always surprised at how low the number of ratings are. Yeah. Oh, like Nintendo Store especially. But then, like, some of them have, like, 30,000. Right. It's like, why did 30,000 people click on these stars? (laughs) So it's a hard thing to predict, which is why it's a good thing for a bet. When I was doing my PlayStation Store surfing, I did see a deal for both uh, Marvel Super Heroes games in some package. And I don't remember the tag, but I know it was under 60 bucks, Mm. and that's... uh, The problem is, uh, if people got the season pass, it's not included. It's just, like, the only people who are buying, rating this are the people who are buying it it. on its own. Yeah, it's actually a weird thing to think about, because, like, yeah, if you just buy this big bundle... You're probably not going to go through and rate this individual DLC. Yeah. Yeah, you won't. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, t- okay, we'll we'll figure it out next week. Anyway, the uh, last week's bet, God of War, released last Friday on April 20th, the funniest date of all time. Uh, two comedies also released on that date, Super Troopers 2 and Amy Schumer's I Feel Pretty. At this point, next week, which game will have a higher tomato meter game? score Sorry, yeah, I said that last week too. Which movie? Uh, and by what percentage, Jones? You bet Super Troopers 2 by 10%. Brad bet Super Troopers 2 by 15%. Ian bet Super Troopers 2 by 34%. I was the only one who believed in Amy Schumer. I said I feel pretty by 2%. The actual tomato meter ratings. Super Troopers 2 at 36%. I feel pretty, 34%. Wow. That means Jones takes the bet. Ah! Jones, I'm super salty about this one. Super trooper salty? <laughs> As of Friday night, I had it. Oh. I had this. It was it was I feel pretty by 2%, but then the weekend reviewers show up and they boosted super troopers. Yeah. Up to Jones when I'm so salty about it, dude. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I got to go. I love that first one so much. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's yeah. it's very rewatchable. That's one that, that still holds up. And you know if you're a reviewer, Moments you have to give it a bad score, didn't make right? Me laugh before and- I love that crew. I'm sorry, what? And you know, if you're a reviewer, you have to give it a bad score. You know, it's just like, uh, all right, well, I love, I this. love this. I too. don't expect yeah. it to be <laughs> better than the first or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I, I saw an article ask. that was saying that, like, it crushed expectations. It did, like, 14 or 15 mil, like, not a, an incredible amount, but people were really lowballing it. And mm. so, yeah. People love Super Troopers. People love and super our good troopers. friend Pam Horton is in it. Mm. Oh, oh really? For a fleeting moment. Is she a Super Trooper? <laughs> uh, she's not a Super Trooper. Oh, okay. She's a bartender waitress or something oh i think i did see a photo of her at a premiere or something yeah so huh. cool keep your eyes out uh jones that gives you a point so the red grouse now has six <laughs> gorgeous gorillas eight <laughs> droopy eagle five uh man i'm 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 honestly very bummed about that one because i had it i knew it i knew it was gonna be oh did you think they would be in the 30s, by the way, when you made those bets? It, when we Not when we made the bets, but when we talked about it after the fact. Yeah. Mm. It was like, yeah, because Ian was defending his giant 30% yeah. bet, um, saying that like Schumer would be in the teens and Super Trooper would be somewhere around the 40s. And I they were like, thought, yeah, that sounds about right. I thought they would both be lower. I thought that when I said it's Schumer by 2%, I thought it'd be like 15 to 17. So they both exceeded my expectations, shattered my expectations. Let me tell you a little bit about patreon.com slash easy allies. That is how these people you're hearing exist and do what we do uh, is through this Patreon uh, website. So basically what happens is we're crowdfunded monthly. 
And we don't just do this podcast. We do reviews. We do uh, streaming. We do other podcasts. <laughs> we, <laughs> we play Dungeons and Dragons. We do lots of things. And, and so it's hard to explain it all without you just going to easyeyes.com and checking it out. It's all there. You don't have to watch every single video we make, but you can see the breadth of, of what we do. And it's all just because just we love uh, talking about video games. And so patreon.com slash easyallies is where you can go to see uh, how we can uh, support you back, basically. Uh, no matter which tier you're in, uh, we'll give you something in return. We just adjusted our tiers. We made them very simple now. $1 tier is the exclusive shows tier. You get Cup of Jones for... Well, that yes. $1 tier. Why did you give me that look, man? I got confused. I thought, uh, uh, yeah, never mind. Okay, so Cup of Jones is a weekly show that you can only see if you're a $1 patron of the Easy Allies and upcoming right. shows as well. Uh, we had an opening segment called And For That Reason that is becoming its own uh, six-episode series, and that'll be that $1 tier. And then the $5 tier is the UC Shows Early tier. Mm-hmm. So normally it would just, this podcast, you would get two days early, but now it's almost every show that we produce you will get early if you are a $5 patron of Easy Allies. Did I nail it, blood? Did I get all that? Yeah. Right? Okay. I was, I was I was afraid that you would throw in something that would be like one of the things that isn't early, but yeah. You, yeah. You made it, made it nice I just said almost all. Yeah. So that's yeah. the same way to go. <laughs> yeah. a good way to go. Uh, Jones, you were the only one who took on our objective this week as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your objective was to appeal to the millennial audience for a change. Did you do it, man? I mean, like you said that line, and I was like, no. I think the Battle Royale talk was my was my me at my best when it came to the objective. You really chimed in there? Yeah, and I just like, I like, like, you brought some fire. I think millennials like fire. (laughs) Gears is a very millennial franchise. It isn't. Well, I guess it is. But, like, another thing that I I think is is common among millennials is just, like, sincerity. I think millennials like sincerity. I think millennials (laughs) like cats. And so, yeah, Jones, I'm going to say that you (laughs) appealed to millennials this week. You, You passed the objective. And your reward is a cameo appearance by Joel McHale. Oh yeah, in my life, in your life. Oh, well, enjoy. Going to sneak up on me and yeah. Well, not sneak up. I mean, he'll probably your, his people will call your people. Oh, good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you get that cameo appearance, Sophie. Make it's it awesome. count. <laughs> it's awesome. Jones, you also won the bet, so you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter. Winning tonight. I'm having a good podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can just share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've uh, disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just thought of in this moment, and. You get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Take it away, Jones. You can follow me at Trailer Jones. I would like to recommend a video that I do not believe will be live because Easy Update Saturdays, right? Uh, Saturdays yeah, or Sundays? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the next episode of Easy Update, Kyle Bossman and I play a RPG, tabletop RPG game called Mirror, where the two of us play each other. In a fantasy In a fantasy world. Yes. And I play a uh, magician named Kyle Bossman. Kyle Bossman <laughs> plays a archer named Brandon Jones. Yep. And we go on an adventure together. And I was very pointed. You had to figure out four positive things and two negative things and then use those as your abilities. I did very pointed, very transparent uh, positives and negatives about Kyle. And Kyle did it the way I should have done it, which was was very playful and, and funny about it. Yeah, like an interview. And was, you know, well, yeah. you talk about your inter- your weaknesses in an you, interview. You yeah. had much better spirits about that. <laughs> I, I think when you first 
first announced those, I was like, oh, I may have done that, might have done this wrong. So yeah, uh, might have been a little more brutal on Kyle, but uh, man, you know, I love, I crave insults, so it's fine. We had uh, that was a lot of fun. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that, and I'm, I'm excited to. Uh, I got to feel myself at the, during that, so I was very excited. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can check that out. The next episode of Easy Update. G- got to give a shout out to anybody who's a fan of Gears of War. I, I, I don't want people to oh, feel, right. yeah, yeah. to feel guilty about enjoying Gears of War Four. That was just. Uh, um, I say that because. I'm so fresh with excitement from uh, not only Zelda and uh, um, and God of War, but uh, Mario. I felt kind of got back to uh, his roots and uh, and really kind of you know gave the franchise a shot in the arm. And and I'm just finding myself rediscovering a lot of the Mortal Kombat. I play we're not in Mortal Kombat, but Injustice. You know, it's like I don't play, play fighting games, and like I was just obsessed with that game. And so there's like a lot of developers that are offering up stuff this gen uh, that I'm reintroducing myself to a lot of companies that I did not experience before. And so I say that not because I want to thumbs down on Gears. I just think Gears can, I think it can do better. And, and, I, and I want it to, and I want to be excited about uh, that next thing. I want that to be, I want Gears 5 to be a game I have to play. Um, and uh, cheers. Injustice has loot. You gotta have loot. The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Bites and Brews, Ebb Software, El Fanis, Hogue Law, I Keyless, Mango, Simon Anderson, James Thomas, Greg Kettering, Thomas Marchant, Nick, Walker Hope, Sam G, Will Schmuck, Michael Kozachenko, Gabriel Heilborn, Professor Metal Gear, Bradley Speeds, Dave Red, Zachary Wingate, John Tyson, Ken Lair, Beaten Down Brian, Silent Consonant, Andrew Reif, Sigma, Dan Sebring, Tim O'Keefe, Nick Owens, Robert Stoffel, Caleb Aranda, Corey Jackson, Richard Smuts, Jake Musser, Anti Ataraxia, Richard G. Flowers, Michael Bisegli, Caden Geist, Demos Clay, Chum Nguyen, Thomas Wigginton Jr., Neil Bruce, Jared Reif, Matthew Pauling, Gino Elite, Carl Williams, Jason A. Sackle, Candy Coated Thorns, 44 Stars, G. Levin, Charles Anthony Iapacino, G. Ken, Santosh Jackson, Hitman 47, Ryan Anderson, Colt Doss, Paul Nolson, Alexander Braveglieri, Cody Harden, Jay Sheep, Marcel Froelich, Alex A.I., Phoenix Doss, Lee Young, Andrew Kidd, Thomas Gonzalez, Peter Davis, Rack, Brad Lohman, Noah Weinstein, Malfalax, Ian Santa Anna, Mylene LaPearl Vanass, Tim Strothman, Caleb Crawford, DRD7 of 14, Blue Suter, Todd Yurkovic, Joe Burns, Patrick Chong, Monica, Stephen Last, Ahmad Naki, Jesse Vitelli, The Banana Forklift Killer, Joachim Morovuo, Gustav Strombom, Miguel Rivas, Calvin Hartanto, Marcel Markov, Mark J. Betters II, Nefertiti Jenkins, David Wen, Oni Blackmage, Luke Arnold, Matthew Holcomb, Daryl Schramm, Brent Phillips, Leif Johnson, Eduardo Ortiz, Catherine Lai, Gary James, John Santoro, Robert Crouch, Mikhail Aniel, Sean German Efficiency Clinton, Ulf himself, Matthew Robles, V8 Dave, Nasser, Ritz 1906, Fabian Schuster, Trenton Robeson, Tony Knox, I Sun Chor, Forrest, Caleb Ledoux, Mike Hook One, Bry Guy, Mauricio Fuentes, Quick Scares, Alexander Schiller, The Classiest Hobo, Jonathan Schofield, Adam Penny, Zinterax, Modren, 
Paul Bishop, Travis Bishop, Travis Miosi, Trey Whetstone, Adam Damon, Sean Mackey, Yasser Alusaini, Leroy Anderson, Jonas Andreas Sibison, Sean M. Gabaldon, Reed Johnson, Manuel Thomas, Peter Wen, Luke Bennett, Adam Scherenbrock, Not Jack, Kurzus Stavrogowski, Kevin McMaster, Allison Burt, Anna Lancaster, Jesse Ray, Bjornor Haraldsvik, Sean Day Almeida, Saturn, Cisco Ace Jackson Garcia, Jacob Whittington, Wouter DeHayes, Michael Favacci, Matthew Holmes, Settling Geek, Eric Maynard, Fabian Winkler, Cartridge Brothers, Bernardo Del Castillo, Leon Keyes, Mugen Hamura, Raymond Lee, Yasser Kerbushi, Clay Roberts, Siana Metz, Todd Paxton, Jojo Denko, Faraz Rizvi, Dakota Hayes, Zoo Stick, Don Turner, Mumble Mumbleton, Misuki 211, Kyle Bradford, Zoo Stick, Don Turner, Kyle Bradford, Jesse Fish, Shinobazu, Jason Joint, Edison S. Prada Jr., Travis Ng, Ahmad Al Rashed, Tuttle, Furious Action Gamer, Stuart Sidall, Joseph Caruso, Michael Schreiber, G. Sith, Haley Hill, Matt Gunther, There Is No Dana, Only Zool, Evan Eng, Joshua Vancewall, Eric Gustafson, Refill, Sebastian Trier, Samsa Stormbomb, Bonnie and Jason Connor, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Hey Pseudo Udo, Stephen Walther, Rock Gordon, Matt, Carlos Zuniga, Diggles, Ryan Cohen, Adam Mullaney, Link 666 Goron, Momo Rashid, M Legend, Paul Sway, Calgareth, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Paulkin Sturz and Sturz, Jeffrey Ruchtenwald, Barry, Mike Mizek Novak, Adam Henry, Beautiful Kai, Hudson Bilbury, Sean Rowe, Ronnie Halperin, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Durgesh Patel, Mike Calvi, Sarah, Ricardo Abarca, Gary Fair, Anthony Daniel Galvin, Benny Samuelson, Trolls Rasmussen, Daniel Wong, Jameson Anderson, Vincent Foliat, Hutchitron, Ahab, Neo Bear, Sebastian Olson, Rainier Dennis Bautista, Sven Von Brand, Alex Glass, Junia Motomura, Mithers Strongbeard, Nycrypt, Mons Anderson, Elvin Skogheim, Jay Aldiar, Morgan Wirth, Sam Sorensen, Matt Ferguson, Michael Tenick, William Heaney, Krister Lundmark, Tim Mann, Chris the Pianist, Matt T, Michelle Nubb, Sandra and Richard Acero, Battleox, David Tran, MC Griffin, Mick Malloy, Yo Butts, Philip Klarskov Jensen, Sun Fam, Alex Monaco, Arthur Henrique Chinaglia, Cody Wesley, Nuno Amaral, David Boyarski, Rahiv Maharaj, Toasty Soul, Sean McGing, Pete Cerny, Joachim Wiederberg, Christopher Santis, Sam Handrick, Christian Hundorf, Andreas Coter, Egg Stravaganza, Gali Gutierrez, Addison Muir, The Fatty Show, Jason Shields, Rickster EXE, Lars Berger, Lorenzo, Remy Loisel, Jordan Kirk, Pete Shoemaker, Sergio Ruben Hernandez Gallegos, Repas Edud, Irvin De La Torre, Cyberboa, Christoph Fatui, Azazel Valkyrie, GW Fox, Chris Bennett, Liam Ahern, Helping Leon, Jean Sebastian B, Crediar, Self Confessed Cynic, Gargling George, V Kira Ray, Tristan Howard, Jeremiah Snowden, Materia Addict, Oh Yes, Cool Great, Robert I, Blaster Master, Alex Lavanier, Malcolm Mochette, Adam, Cal, Joel Olson, Robert Ori Einerson, Christopher Donnelly, Matt Karwaski, Jesper Lawson, Joel Short, Marco Hernandez, Magnus Rasmussen, Clinton Hayes, Seyun Kim, Struggler, Jose Gutierrez, Tense George, Dominic Brown, Bunny Chen, Joey and Kate, Wavering Radiant, Raymond Chow, Ian Anderson, Dan Pan 16, C.S. Lewis, Oro Guccino, Jana, Roy Sung, Marius Smith, Kim Monk von der Lief Hagensen Petersen, Colin Hoylman, Reed Marlett, Thorfkin, Ali Khan Sunger, Shanley Ladia, Dale A. Brule, Kyle, Rerun, Luis Ibarra, Dale Sun, 
Philip Higdon, James Brown, John Ivar Carlson, Spencer Stevens, Supernova Smith, Elliot Moscow, Daniel Fuchs, Ivan Ponce, Jay Potter, Christopher A. Butler, Ian Bradburn, John Prey, Sean Essen, Sebastian K. Urban, Marco Zanone, Alec Church, Culinary Stud.